It's Sunday, November 13th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. President Biden promised Saturday that the United States would work with a strategically vital coalition of Southeast Asian nations, telling leaders that, quote, we're going to build a better future that we all want to see, end quote, in the region where U.S. rival China is also working to expand its influence. Citing the three Association of Southeast Asian Nations summits he's participated in as president, Biden said the 10-country bloc is, quote, at the heart of my administration's Indo-Pacific strategy, end quote, and promised to collaborate to build a region that is free and open, stable and prosperous, resilient and secure. Biden's efforts at this year's ASEAN summit are meant to lay the groundwork for his highly anticipated meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping, the first face-to-face encounter of Biden's presidency with a leader whose nation the U.S. now considers its most potent economic and military rival. In other news, two vintage warplanes collided in midair Saturday afternoon over the Dallas Executive Airport in Texas, according to the FAA. A Boeing B-17 Flying Fortress and a Bell P-63 King Cobra collided and crashed at the Wings Over Dallas Air Show around 1.20 p.m. local time. Officials have yet to determine how many people were on board. Leah Block, a spokeswoman for Commemorative Air Force, the Texas-based organization that hosted the event, said there might have been as many as six people on the aircraft. We will be able to confirm the number of people on board after the conclusion of the investigation, she said. Videos shared on social media by spectators caught the moment the two planes crashed into each other and plummeted to the ground. Flames and billowing black smoke burst from the larger aircraft, which appeared to have been clipped by the other plane. Around the world, top military commanders from Ethiopia and its embattled Tigray region have agreed to allow unhindered humanitarian access to the region and form a joint disarmament committee following last week's truce. The commanders, who since Monday have been meeting in the Kenyan capital of Nairobi, signed an agreement Saturday that they said calls for disengagement from all forms of military activities. Both parties have agreed to protect civilians and facilitate the delivery of humanitarian aid to the region of more than 5 million people. The agreement states that disarmament will be done concurrently with the withdrawal of foreign and non-Ethiopian military forces from Tigray. The lead negotiator for Ethiopia, Redwan Hussein, told the AP that Saturday's signing event created a conducive environment for ongoing peace efforts, noting that the next meeting of military leaders will most likely be held in Tigray in mid-December before a final meeting at Addis Ababa, the Ethiopian capital, in January. Back in the U.S., Democrats retained control of the Senate after Senator Catherine Cortez Masto won a tight race in Nevada over Republican Adam Laxalt giving the party the 50 seats it needs for a majority and disappointing Republicans who believed they had a strong chance to flip the chamber. That news came after Democrat Senator Mark Kelly won re-election in Arizona. Republicans remained on track to take the House majority, but the GOP's expected gains had narrowed significantly. Republicans had banked on a late-breaking red wave to catapult them to a majority of at least a few seats in the Senate, which has stood at 50-50 for the past two years. Ahead of Election Day, nonpartisan analysts had favored Republicans to win back the House while considering Senate control a toss-up. 
and customers have filed thousands of complaints against the biggest U.S. online sports betting operators in recent years, many of which reported delays or glitches in withdrawing money, according to a review of Better Business Bureau records. About 2,400 complaints naming the big three operators have been lodged in the U.S. in the past three years, according to the Bureau. A large number of the complaints focus on days-long or even weeks-long wait times for taking out winnings. The complaints reveal how sports bettors, many new to the activity, are trying to understand the workings of the new online gambling industry in the U.S. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.